You scoop mm-hmm. it up, pop it in, and bam, 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 bam. Like it's like everything at once. You don't know what hit you. <laughs> Welcome to episode 121. This episode of TOC, we talk about Yang Yang, thank you, ma'am, badass predatory avians, and Anton gets creative. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duan. Hey, Anton. Uh, so, what's been new with you? Uh, yeah, th- I mean, it's been like two and a half weeks since we've recorded, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So so yeah. a lot has happened between those times. And it's a good thing, you know, like we have more stuff to talk about. So that's good. Um, I was able to check out, you know, some of my grassroots um, of designing. I was uh, I was at this thing called um, AIGA. And sometimes when they say it really fast, it sounds like AIJ. IG. <laughs> so this is a organization where you know it's uh for a bunch of designers who can get together and basically share ideas mm-hmm. and uh it, it, basically it's it's like a fraternity for like designers okay like a little club a little yeah a little club. club yeah so at these events uh especially in in um california there's a lot of events that goes on all the time in LA and Orange County mm-hmm. and the thing is in Orlando it's a smaller community so okay. there isn't like something like LA but I mean the the events that they do have here are quite worth it because some of the ones that I went to was uh, uh, very inspirational uh, mm-hmm. some of the top designers uh, one that I really really liked for a long time his name is Aaron Draplin Okay. He's a uh, local designer, but he also designs pretty much anything, basically, uh, as long as you know someone pays him to design something. Of course, as long as the check clears. Yeah. So uh, you know some of his famous works would be you know um, the green logo uh, for Obama, where um, they did a whole ecosystem thing where. Uh, it's good for the environment, so he made a lot of the a, a bunch of those logos. Mm-hmm. It's on like um, those signs on the freeway that you see sometimes, um, and uh, yeah, he's worked with Nike. He's worked with like he some just really big names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just did it. So yeah, it's kind of cool to see the whole process of how he designed stuff, and um, yeah, it's very slapstick. Uh, he first uh, he's very old fashioned, so he starts on like. Um, like a notepad he starts mm-hmm. drawing different things on there and then you know he just keeps drawing and then he scans a couple of them puts it on the computer and once it's on the computer um it changes it morphs it there's so many different variations on uh, different types of logos and you know um it's kind of cool to see him go through that whole process and he's kind of like giving us a uh, um uh, a little insight of what exactly that needs to be done in each step. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like uh, potty training. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what they, I was going to say, like the the sketching is, is like him putting, making the clay into an initial mold. And mm-hmm. then once he puts it on the computer, that's when it really starts sculpting out the details and adding yeah. to it, right? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird. Sometimes what you see on the computer may not be something that you see on the paper. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, on the computer, it just becomes something totally different. Well, I mean, and e- each medium helps you create something different, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. cool. So that kind of inspired me to do 
do something different. And there was a couple talks, kind of like TED Talk style stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, there's a couple local designers that really inspired me to, you know, want to do something a little bit more. So that's why I was talking to you today about, you know, doing some new T-shirt designs. And probably something that, you know, everybody would want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't uh, want to something spoil s- anything. Probably something stylish, but th- th- not just like the show logo, right? Yeah. 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 Not just the show logo. I yeah. want something that means something to somebody. And mostly everybody that can relate to where they're like, they look at the shirt and they're like, oh, that's so cool. I want one of those, you know? So like the, the podcast is secondary to the design and design isn't trying to promote yeah okay yeah and you know the design means something uh, related to the podcast Mm -hmm. so when people wear it they're like oh yeah these these dudes yeah they 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 do a podcast and they do some kick-ass design t-shirts you know (laughs) yeah no that's cool dude i I like that it's also aside from the logo it's a nice way to connect because it's very personalized customized to the the feel of the show yes yes uh, no, but I, I told you when you, when you told me about the presentations, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy because uh, I think since late elementary school, early junior high, every time I come to your house, you're just like toying around with Photoshop or you're just playing like, you know, you've always been a designer. So um, mm-hmm. I know that's kind of your one of your outlets. So I'm happy that you came back into it. Yeah. So I, I also got to see some uh, people that are uh, from different types of uh, mediums. Mm-hmm. of the designing industry like there's this guy his name is uh elias martinez mm-hmm. he is originally from uh i think uh milwaukee mm-hmm. and he he's a brand management and creative strategist so what he does is he would uh be contracted with uh companies like general mills okay. uh, and you know uh, brands that he was in charge of was betty crocker Okay, and it's kind of interesting because he's telling us his story. <laughs> okay, I this is something I have to tell because it's so interesting. Okay? okay, so while he was talking, you know, he's introducing himself. He's like, you know, um, the things that really ex- inspire him is his family, and uh, they like to go hiking. They like to do a lot of stuff. And when he he's one of the only ones in the family that graduated. Mm-hmm. So when he graduated, he, his mom bought him a watch. And during that time, he's like, you know, it's a cheap watch. It's not something like, you know, crazy like a Rolex or anything like that. But, I mean, it has some sentimental value. But he Mm -hmm. didn't know about it at that time. So, when he got it from his mom, he kind of kept it in a safe place. You know, he he didn't really wear it as much. Yeah. And he totally forgot about it. And then um, years later, you know, he moves a lot. Um, so him and his wife would like go through things and only bring the most important things with with them. Because mm-hmm. when you move, you gotta you gotta be mobile. You well, I mean, it's like it, with you. it's like families immigrating to the United States. They can only really take what they they can carry with them. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that was very important to him that he found out later in life was that watch it has a a lot of history because mm-hmm. it it kind of um it, it's a good memento, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he he's like, all right, I'm going to get back to that story. But this is what I'm going to do. He grabs the watch. He puts it right next to the table on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he goes into his bag. He gets this big ass rock. I don't know why he brings a rock with him, but it's like this big. It's probably about like a foot long. Mm-hmm. And he puts it right on top of the desk. 
and it's kind of leaning off of it towards that watch. Okay. So then he goes back, and then everyone's like, what? What is this guy doing? That watch is like, it has sentimental value. Right. Why would you do something like that? So anyways, he carries on by, you know, introducing us to the things that really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, like Betty Crocker. This brand is made by uh, a bunch of people who are in a uh, marketing field. Yeah. And Betty Crocker was a very big household name. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people use it to uh, bake cakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, make um, different types of food at home, cooking with family. Well, I know in the 90s, I mean, their cookbooks were a big thing. I don't know if they still are, but it is yeah. a household name. Yeah, but uh, Betty Crocker was targeted towards women mm-hmm. who stayed at home. There are stay-at-home moms who are just taking care of the family, and that's right. why they were targeting uh, towards those those people. Mm-hmm. And back in the days on magazines, on billboards and TV, there would be a lady. Her name's Betty Crocker. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like the the big independent woman who's taking care mm-hmm. of the family. Yeah. So nowadays, that doesn't really that doesn't really work in this demographic anymore. No, the 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 traditional roles are kind of out the window now. Yeah, and it's funny because there is no such thing as a Betty Crocker. There mm-hmm. is no lady. And they always marketed it like that. And they would get letters from all over the world. Uh, and, and the letters are being addressed to Betty Crocker saying, yeah. thank you for being a big role model, uh, but there okay. is no person. Yeah. So anyways, he, he would go over to the rock and he would push it a little bit. And then he goes back and he would talk about something else. So he would say, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, everybody who are staying at home could be either a mother or a mm-hmm. father or maybe uh, a father that's married to another yeah, father the, the, a yeah, male. Yeah, d- different yeah. different family dynamics now yeah so you can't really market betty crocker in this time of age mm-hmm. it needs to be more diverse mm-hmm. so he had to switch gears on how to strategize to market towards everybody so he started thinking about you know what's the most important thing about about family at home right now is mm-hmm. to be happy is to share love Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what color you are. If you're being adopted in the family, uh, it doesn't matter um, about sex, you know, what kind of sex you are. Mm-hmm. So then he would go over to the table and he would knock the rock off mm-hmm. and it would hit the, uh, the the watch. Right. And he's like, that's the most important thing about strategizing is telling a story mm-hmm. and making people believe that something is of sentimental value Mm -hmm. and that sells the product and the Mm -hmm. byproduct is the watch yeah yes the watch is actually has no sentimental value to him Mm -hmm. but the story makes it a sentimental value i mean it's almost what 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 was the i'm I'm bringing out what diamond company but it's it's what you know marketing companies did with diamonds in the early you know 1900s that i mean I mean, there are more valuable minerals than diamonds, but because of the way they're marketed, because of the control they have over the inventory, yeah. the 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 message behind the diamond, you know, diamonds a woman's best friend. It's it it added it, it skyrocketed the value of diamonds. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. that brings to you know one of the biggest examples that he gave during the speech was uh, he took a college class. And in this college class, when you first get into 
uh, any courses at all, the professor would make you write a letter. Mm-hmm. And he would bring these items uh, from like a thrift store or a garage sale. So he would bring like a, a little statue, a little globe, uh, a used ketchup can, you know, some something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would tell the students to write a story about a specific object. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. which one. And the thing about these objects is they cost less than five bucks. So what he does is... Uh, at the very beginning of class, he collects all that. He would post these pictures on eBay, puts the story in the description, and mm-hmm. at the very end of the semester, he he collected almost like $2,300 just from selling all of these things. And it's because of the story that the, 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 the students wrote. Damn. Yeah. They would be like, oh, this celebrity uh, ate, you know, a cheeseburger and uh, he used his ketchup so this is what's yeah. left in this you know whatever yeah so yeah it's the story that sells the product mm-hmm. yeah mm. so yeah. that that was pretty interesting to share so i mean there's a couple other people too but that guy kind of stood out the most yeah that's the one that that spoke to you that that's the story you connected with yeah and <laughs> the rock actually did have sentimental value to him because he would go hiking with his family And uh, on one of the hiking trips, they found that rock and it stayed with them ever since. So it's a pet rock. How much did you pay for the rock? (laughs) (laughs) 20 bucks. All right. Uh, So the other updates here. Um, Very funny. So a couple weeks ago, we were talking about, well, offline, we were talking about um, our our friend, Tony, that um, he's uh, he's in real estate and... um, I ha- was talking to my girlfriend about like I'm excited because hopefully this year is the year I get to finally make my move in the real estate world. And I am on my way to the gym. I hang up. I walk into the gym, and who do I see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, t- don't it's Tony. Yeah, yeah. So That's I started funny. talking. I'm like, holy crap, dude. Um, so yeah, that like I'm I'm I I, I told him what I was looking for, and I gave him information. So I, I thought that was like a funny coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I told you yet, but I wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, and I, I mean, it's going to be over by the time this podcast comes out, but mm-hmm. it's a uh, Valentine's day tomorrow. Well, today for you. Yeah. Uh, so want to see if you had any plans for the wife or what yeah. was going on? Yeah. So I, I, I did have, I did ha- I had plans, uh, <laughs> but so here's what happened. Um, <laughs> I mean, I planned this weeks ago. And I already know that it's impossible to get like a dinner reservation on Valentine's Day, especially mm-hmm. like if it's a really good restaurant that you want to go to. Yeah. Um, and knowing in California, it's going to be very hard for you to, to find a good one. I mean, you, you know, a bunch of good ones, I, but it's hard to get it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. You have to book it weeks in advance. Yeah. So especially because especially, especially yeah. Valentine's Day is on a Friday this week or this year. So, yeah, yeah, and that, that makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Valentine's Day, uh, we're we actually did it today, mm-hmm. a day early. Okay. And uh, my original plan was to go watch Knives Out, uh-huh. and then go have dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a lot of traffic on the freeway. Uh huh. So I had to alter the plans a little bit, and basically, instead of going to the movies, we went baby clothes shopping or uh and stroller shopping 
So it worked out. So I mean, romantic. It's great. Yeah, very romantic. <laughs> Family play. But however, the restaurant that we went to is called Bull and Bear. Uh-huh. It is located inside of Waldorf um, Astoria. Uh-huh. Uh, it's actually on the Disney property. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a very fancy hotel itself. Okay. But the restaurant is on another level. It, it is so good. Um, some of the, the the stuff that we have there. I mean, it, okay. So this is a fine dining restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're known for like um, doing some very interesting fusion stuff and doing something that's out of the ordinary. Uh, some of the stuff that we would have would be... Um, well, okay. Let me tell you, it, it's it is expensive. So mm-hmm. let's start with that. <laughs> they, they got they got like foie gras stuff. They got mm-hmm. uh, steaks, tomahawks for two, like those giant ones. Yeah, the freaking Flintstone um, steaks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the big biggest uh, star of the whole entire dining experience mm-hmm. is the appetizers, dude. The appetizers are insane. They're small. Mm-hmm. But damn, does it pack like a huge flavor palette? Yeah, I, I, I want to be Guy Fieri on this one. This is totally like it takes you to Flavor, flavor Town. Town. <laughs> 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 it totally takes you to Flavor Town. And uh, uh, so one of the things we had was called Pasta Explosion, and literally the name speaks for itself. So it, it's kind of like a little ravioli. Yeah, and inside is like a carbonara. Uh, you know, uh, pancetta and stuff inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's very smoky in the inside. Uh-huh. But the the um the noodle, the ravioli noodle, uh-huh. very thin, mm-hmm. but it packs like a a big chew. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they shave off a piece of parmigiano reggiano on top. Okay. Yeah. And this one's aged, so you you can totally taste the funk. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with. Uh, Parmigiano uh, Raggiano is that if it is a very good age, you'll get a very strong flavor. And, and I that know is, that, yeah, and that okay. cheese is actually rare right now because uh, of the earthquake that happened a few years ago in that part of Italy, and they lost tons of that cheese that was yeah. aging. Yeah, yeah. So that cheese, if you go to Whole Foods, make sure like you ask about the age. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like, uh, it's a very young age, and you don't get that same funk of, of it's, the tangy taste. Yeah, it's aged just to the threshold look and say it's aged. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, and then they got um, some carbonara, like, uh, style um, sauce on top, which is, like, butter and parmigiano. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a black peppercorn. And, dude, like, they're so small. Like, they're, like, probably uh, smaller than a quarter. Mm-hmm. And you basically scoop it up. There's only five pieces. You scoop mm-hmm. it up, pop it in, and bam, 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 bam. Like, it's like... Everything at once. You don't know what hit you. And <laughs> it, it, it kind of tastes like you ate a whole entire bowl of carbonara in mm-hmm. one in one bite. Yeah, it's all concentrated. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I had a, uh Australian Wagyu uh, steak with foie mm-hmm. on top. And uh, the size that we had was macaroni... With uh, smoked bacon. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That was freaking bomb. Like, if you had the steak first, mm-hmm. that's good. If you had the macaroni first, you wouldn't even eat the steak. Hmm. It's that good. It, it's you, it's, you be, it's you, you be good with the one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, while we're talking about Orlando restaurants, uh, my friend 
uh, I know from her office, she's going to be going to Orlando in a couple couple of weeks, I think. Uh, but she was she was talking about like, oh, have you ever been to uh, Universal City Walk in Orlando? I'm like, yeah, it's like it's big and stuff like that. It's, like, it's more there's the you know Disney Springs and City Walk. There's more stuff to do there than there is the ones here. Yeah. Um, and I remember that she's into um, sushi. She's into steak. So I recommended that she check out the uh, cowfish uh, mm-hmm. restaurant. And she goes like, like that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound that appetizing. I'm like, it's weird fusion of seafood and good steaks. You'd enjoy it. And I, I showed her one of the pictures. She goes, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, steak I, sushi. <laughs> well, I, I showed her the uh, what's it called? Uh, the prime t- well it was like prime time i forgot it was prime time something lobster roll which is like the 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 it's a roll with the lobster in the middle and then on oh, yeah. top instead of fish they hit layer the on top the, the filet mm-hmm. what was that yeah yeah um so that, that was a little side thing anyways uh yeah so oh, for- oh. also let her know uh chocolate emporium one of the new restaurants that place is freaking bomb too. At uh, Disney Springs or at the Universal uh, City Walk? At, at the Universal City Walk. That place is bomb. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate and pork. I'll let them know. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, so for my Valentine's plans, um, the Valentine's Day is going to be fairly simple. Uh, because Christmas felt like it was just like last month, um, at least personally, uh, we decided to kind of like, you know what? We already kind of got the thing, we the big item we wanted to get each other. So mm-hmm. we decided to do customized gift baskets. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah. So like we we like you know we we decide to get a basket and then uh forty dollar limit we fill it with what stuff that like the other person would like and stuff like that. So like little gifts and stuff like that. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I mean I would share what I have in hers, um, but she randomly listens to the show and I don't want her to peek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she could be listening or watching right now. Exactly. Um, yeah. All I will say is there's there's some snacks in there um, as mm-hmm. well as some other items. Um, and then on Sunday, we're doing a pasta cooking class. Oh, or nice. Pasta making class, I say. Yeah, uh, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So the sushi I, one worked out pretty well, right? No, the, I thought I told you. So the sushi one uh, was canceled because they didn't meet the class requirement, like the, the, the ah, amount of people. Damn. Okay. So, yeah. So, so, so far, this one, I think we're good um especially because it's valentine's day weekend i'm pretty sure there's gonna be couples looking for activities to do mm-hmm. uh so yeah hopefully you know knock on wood they don't cancel this one too but uh i mean yeah at least we <laughs> get to can't. do that it's it's valentine's weekend for real yeah all right Anton. uh let's get into news we're running a bit late here all right news time All right, Anton, I'm going to have to ask you to take the lead on these Oscar winners uh, while I prepare something really quick. Uh, are you making pasta already? Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this year's Oscars, uh, we're just going to go to the main stuff. Man, am I surprised. I actually watched the Oscars, and I I, I was really, really surprised. I, I thought, okay, so we did the oscars um game where we chose which people or mm-hmm. movie is going to win the oscars right and I, I was really picking my favorites uh-huh that, that's 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 basically that was your what wish list yeah that was my wish list of what i wanted to win and oh boy it it, it was quite intense it felt like you know when you were watching um the super bowl the week before <laughs> 
That's what Holy I felt crap, like. You're right. We that's right. We recorded before the Super Bowl last time. Yeah. Uh all right. So go ahead and do the top ones and then okay. I'll 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 go with the game. So we'll start with the actors. Uh actor in the uh leading role and the nominees was well, should I just go over the nominees or just the winners? Just go you already winners. know the winners. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with the all winners. All right. So performance by an actor in a leading role, uh Joaquin Phoenix. I had high hopes for that and I I I knew he was going to win cuz the people that was up against him, I think the only person that I would think that is worthy of winning would be Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Um yeah. real, real quick, have you heard any of his speeches or or, or any clips or seen any clips from his speech? that night for Joaquin yeah yeah uh he, Jesus like he he is exactly what uh uh Ricky Gervais was trying to call out during the Golden Globes yeah but I mean he had a right to do it because he, he was never that type of guy before you know I know he, but still, though. He, he he got a little soft because um of he narrated a, a documentary right yeah he, he narrated but also he's uh is he married to Rooney? Rooney Mara? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I think she made him soft because he's never been like this before. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. touch that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, okay. go on. All right. All right. Performance by an actor in a supporting role. And the person that won was Brad Pitt. Which, that, I was that actually one fits. really surprised with this one. No, I mean, that one fits. I think that one, mm-hmm. he, he's due. Because I thought it was going to be Al Pacino or Joe Pesci. Uh, yeah i i really I, thought that that was gonna be it yeah yeah but i mean brad pitt did a really damn good job of that movie it, it was actually really entertaining to watch mm-hmm. all right so performance by an actress in a leading role and it was renee zellweger for judy which i never actually saw yeah uh, i didn't see either but i thought it was gonna go to either scarlet marriage story yeah or charlie's they're on for bombshell yeah, I, th- I really thought. I, I think I went Charlize just because of the political impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I picked. I actually got this one right. Um, I I picked Renee Zellweger because she she's always a really solid actress, and yeah, she's no, you're right. she's always nominated too. Like most of the time, when it comes to like a serious movie, so mm-hmm. I I wasn't really surprised. All right, so um, performance by an actress in a supporting role. And it went to Laura Dern in A Marriage Story. I seriously thought that it was going to be Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit because she was actually really good in that one. And you saw Jojo Rabbit, right? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? Uh, yeah, you were the only one to pick Laura Dern for yeah. supporting actress. Yeah. So I picked her because I I know she's a very avid actress and, you know, she's been in it for a, a very long time and people seem to have her as a favorite. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably why she won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's see. Sure. Well, what's next? All right. So uh, I'll just give down the, the I'll, I'll announce it now. Uh, so for okay. the winner of the Oscar Pickums uh, mm-hmm. was you, which you already bragged. Yes. You had 14 <laughs> out of the 24 categories, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then followed by, which you declined the the the, the prize because... You just you just want the uh, you just want the bragging rights. Alan is a little. Oh, is he back? I look drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got a little disconnected there. We have a little connection problem. Oh no! Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. 
Okay. Just can't All right, really you're see back. me. All right. You're back. You're back. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, you got the top first place, uh, but you declined mm-hmm. it. You just want the bragging rights, but you want it to go to some one of the other people. Yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So second place was actually a tie uh, with uh, our friends, uh, Victoria and Josias. Josias from the Comic Syndicate. Uh, they got 10 right, so you beat them by a long shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and since it's a tie, I will now put their names in my hat, which you can't really see the names. Okay. And the Werner, uh, the one I the one I draw, will get the uh, Pop Funkos of the Bad Boys for Life. Okay. Uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. And well, well, it's two figures. Why don't you just give them each one? It's a set. I don't want to play <laughs> Open the box. <laughs> uh, I want to see how Josiah's going to react to this one because Victoria is the winner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, uh, so I'll reach out to Victoria. Uh, I'll see where she wants the Funko's mail to. I'm pretty sure she's going to want to mail to the office so she can rub it in Josiah's face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Um, any other of the winners you want to go through, go over for a call out? Yes. Uh Man, I, I think it's a little one. too early to talk about it because it's in our movie section. But damn, man, Parasite stole the freaking night, dude. Uh, and, and we'll talk more <laughs> about it when we get to the movie part. But damn, I was really surprised. Uh, I, I really wanted them to win, mm-hmm. and they did win. So we'll talk more about it later. But man, they deserve I, that. I, I will admit, I, I I love the clips of the director um making his awards uh his his uh yeah his 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 speech yeah um what did he say (laughs) i I think uh in the back he was like this is a fucking crazy night i'm telling you right now (laughs) yeah i mean make props to him he's very compared to the other winners he was very humble and uh gave credit to a lot of uh a lot of people in the industry that were there and other nominees um, yeah, he wasn't... I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the translator girl, yeah, she has been in the spotlight for like the last three months. Because oh, every she, time, like, she, she's been the she's translator. She's a really for good translator. Like, like uh, a lot of Koreans who watch these interviews, mm-hmm. they're like, "Wow, she's really good." And they they have like episodes of like different channels on YouTube dedicating each episode to like talking about her oh god <laughs> so she had like a, a big limelight but you, you should check it out because it's very interesting because uh um she's not just a translator she's uh-huh. a filmmaker too oh, okay yeah so i find that kind of interesting all right yeah. let's move on all right anton uh so a couple of weeks ago pokemon announced pokemon home uh, mm-hmm. This is going to enable uh, fans of Pokemon that play Sword and Shield as well as Pokemon Home to uh, centralize all their Pokemon into one, I would say, repository to mm-hmm. like so they can truly collect them all. Um, all I got to say is about, about damn time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine how many games we played already that we've caught like almost every single Pokemon? And we're not allowed to move it on to the next system. No, like, I mean, going back to like Game Boy Color and stuff like that, like, really, the only way you could do it is if you own two Game Boys and you put both of your completed games on each one and chose to transfer uh, the Pokemon to one copy or the other copy. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there was no other way. Um, but this well, is only going to be for the... the the Game Boy cable. 
Yeah, but you need two Game Boys. <laughs> I and know. I popped and That's I popped horrible. out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your connection. Oh. Uh so I mean, are you going to get it? I I mean, I'm curious about it, but I'm not really going to I don't know if I'm going to subscribe to it. I think I think it's actual subscription, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was like 5 or fi- was it 15 a month? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it, it's cool if you're real, like a hardcore Pokémon collector, but other than that, eh. All right, let's see here. Uh you know what? Uh so Disney price has gone up. What's up with that? I think I fixed it. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Uh yeah, Disney prices went up again. You know what? Not by much, but it is getting you know, like every year it pisses people off. Um well, park hopper now is going to be like 200 bucks. Yeah, let me get the thing here. So, according to uh ABC7 uh, the price of premium single day tickets increased by 3%, 5% for the power copper, and then 5% for the premium annual passes. Um, but if you break it down by the uh, the, the actual like annual uh, passports, it's not that much. Uh, I mean, before the this is the cheapest one went from 399 to 490, 419. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, signature plus the more expensive one. Uh, increased by fifty dollars to um, one thousand four hundred and forty nine. So for passes, it's not a, a big significant change, and a lot of people are okay with it. I think it's the individual ticket sales that that. Uh, so okay. well then okay. So uh, uh, putting the percentages aside, the actual numbers. Uh, previously, it was one hundred and four to one hundred and forty nine dollars um, based mm-hmm. under three tier system based on uh, the the influx of people like the popularity mm-hmm. of the day uh yeah. but now they're switching to a five tier system which the max which used to be 149 is now 154 mm-hmm. so i mean again it, it looks bad when you look at percentages and just the fact that disney increased prices but really it's not that big of a difference compared to what you're paying yeah. anyways mm-hmm. yeah so, uh, i bought a couple of disney stocks uh and i was hoping that it would go up because of their um uh, their uh, report that came out recently, mm-hmm. their earnings, yeah. but it didn't really went up much. And I think the reason why is because of the Disney Shanghai is kind of impacting them in a way. Um, yeah, it it went up, but it didn't go up that much. It went up probably like five bucks. But. Well, okay, the coronavirus is is getting impacted by is impacting a lot of things. Um, even oh, yeah. uh, I was I was watching NBC NBC News this morning and they were talking about um the like mcdonald's impacted because nobody's going out uh the the entertainment industry is impacted because nobody's going to the movies they're actually delaying the release of sonic because of this can you Um, imagine mulan comes out next month and no chinese person in china is going to go watch it i mean to be fair mulan was already kind of an iffy topic in in china i mean the disney version of mulan not the the in, in china is fine it's hong kong that's a big issue uh, okay yeah um so many so many conspiracies with the whole coronavirus thing anyway but anyways uh, yeah. that's, that's yeah. a different type of podcast all right so more disney news we got disney buying the rights to the hamilton uh recordings uh which is a movie that they recorded before the cast uh the, the original broadway cast left the show mm-hmm. so they recorded the whole thing uh they added a couple um more prettier sets to okay. make it look more like a a, a valued set for a mm-hmm. movie yeah um 
but you can totally tell it's a stage. But anyways, I'm it's educational. I'm kind of excited to see this again because uh, I I know the lyrics to a lot of the songs, so watching it again would be a blast, and uh, it'll be cheaper for you to go see Hamilton. Yeah, instead of paying like an arm and a leg just to go see it. Uh, I've seen it twice, and, uh, and it's worth it for me, every so every penny. You've seen it twice, so therefore you only have one arm and one leg left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think we know somebody that probably seen it four times by now, but I want to say the name. <laughs> Does it start yeah. with a T? I think so. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, this next one, Anton, I will let you break the news. Yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yang Gang is... Uh, well, they're they're not gone. No, they're, they're hanging on. Uh, but uh, <laughs> stop rhyming, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Andrew Yang has finally call it quits, mm-hmm. and you know I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's it's very heartbreaking because this is someone that is very smart. He knows what he's talking about, but I don't think he's getting enough exposure, and he keeps getting blacked out in a lot of media yeah there would be times like for example the last debate they had a picture with the whole group a lot of the newspapers cut him out yeah he's like right there you can see his arm yeah he, he's there they're focusing they're focusing on the three they're, th- they're focusing on bernie they're focusing on warren they're focusing on uh uh biden um, uh pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg is getting in there um yeah uh, and, and this is kind of this is kind of retarded so there'd be like four people right uh-huh. on the screen yeah you see the you see their pictures it'll be uh biden warren um and uh bernie mm-hmm. and then the fourth person which was like fourth place was supposed to be andrew yang yeah because guess who they put instead pete Buttigieg. he's fifth place yeah what's up with that yeah you know uh, like i mean the dnc is again <laughs> referring to the last presidential election they yeah. tend to pick the uh, play favorites. They even though that they're supposed to let their their voters decide who the run, top candidates are, they tend to pick their favorites first and then present those people. Um, I'm happy that that Bernie's getting a second shot. Uh, he got yeah, screwed over. I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. He he got screwed over because the DNC conspired against him to promote because they really thought uh, Hillary would be the the person to beat Trump. Um, yeah. But said they screwed him over, so now Bernie's getting a second shot. I'm happy that Biden's true colors are showing fairly consistently, and mm-hmm. I can you can see that like the, his popularity is declining sharply. Mm-hmm. Um, he's being an a hole to his own voters. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, and uh, I, I think like the the main thing was like he had the black vote, like he for the DNC. He out of all the out of all the the, the candidates. He had the black vote because of his history with Obama. Obama. Yeah. And, and now he's losing it. He plays it. that card all the time. He's losing uh, it. W- whenever he's debating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Warren, she, I was, that's what I saw at the gym. She's like been changing her tune. She's going, she's being more uh, uh, humble. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't have the same like energy. She's being more like team player. <laughs> yeah. That's have, true. You, have you seen Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> <laughs> um, tom steyer is just on the uh like a, a different level i don't know if you follow up on him but he, he he i don't think he's gonna make it that far i mean he's a rich guy he's funding a lot of the stuff himself yeah but 
uh, he's always talking about how he likes the other candidates. Yeah. And you're not yeah, supposed weird. to be doing that. You're supposed to be competitive and, you know, talking I, trash. And I think at this point they're trying to, uh, to, to butter each other up to be running mates. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if Elizabeth Warren's trying to, uh, secure her role as a uh, vice president, you know, mm-hmm. vice presidential candidate, uh, mm-hmm. for one of the, the top ones. Um, same thing with, I mean, maybe Yang, Yang can get it, can become a vice presidential candidate. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the, the New Hampshire, um, town hall, yeah. but man, like I, I watched all three, I'm actually not all three, but like all four that night mm-hmm. and dude, Andrew that- Yang was like so inspirational. Like he had a standing ovation at the very end. None of the other None of the other candidates that spoke that night had a standing ovation. I saw, and but with yeah, go ahead. no, no, go, go, finish, finish it. Yeah, and I really thought that you know, like that was a turning point. You know, it, the the whole crowd was going crazy, and and uh, like there was some type of surge going on. You know, but mm-hmm. I guess like the media didn't really talk about it. The only no. people that were talking about it was CNN the next yeah. day. No, that was it. Uh, no, and so the New Hampshire one—that's the one where Bernie really burned it. Not Bernie. Um, Biden burned his uh his voters because so all all the people that are pushing for him, uh, you know, uh, uh, p- campaigning for him, getting out there supporting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden left t- the 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 state a couple of hours before the polls even closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the his his campaign headquarters where he had all his supporters, he skyped in. He didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like that's jacked up. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you, 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 he knew he wasn't going to win that state, mm-hmm. but instead of sticking through at least that night to to thank everybody for their hard work, he just bailed and ready to move. Yeah. Um, so I think that's hey. W- one thing I don't think it's fair at all is Bloomberg. Oh, he's, he's spending so much <laughs> you money. Mean, you like, mean Demo- hiring people? To- you mean Democratic Trump? <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go that's exactly was, who he is i was yeah. laughing because one of the stats they showed this morning was uh they showed trump's uh, um uh ad spending for facebook uh-huh. and then they showed bloomberg and bloomberg's like four times as much <laughs> i was like okay he's, okay he's not on the debate stage he's not really you know going out to oh, any just, of these states he's just he's staying in new york yeah he's just independently uh, uh trying to campaign so like uh, finance his own his own uh campaign yeah yeah i, I don't know if you t- I, I told you this but one of the guys uh you know who was yang gang um he was at home and one of the bloomberg guys knocked on the door and he's like hey uh, i'm working for uh bloomberg and yeah. i was wondering uh who are you voting for this year he's like i'm yang gang dude he's like oh yeah me too i'm i'm just doing this because i'm getting paid oh god <laughs> uh that's fine anyways um i think i think that's enough pol- political talk uh, right. uh I, I mean we're running late here so all we're gonna say is i mean excited for justice for han <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude finally justice for han uh, so we got this um this fast nine trailer and uh yeah it was leading up to to that han scene that we're like yes how is he still alive we don't know but we're kind of excited to see that yeah I mean, it's an, yeah. it's another time jump mm-hmm. all right all right so ready to get into streaming yeah let's get into streaming. all right
All right. So last episode, uh, we talked about uh, Josh Gates's uh, show Expedition Unknown uh, coming back for its new season, and he also introduced a spinoff show, uh, Expedition X. Mm-hmm. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head, uh, which will be that starred. I can't remember the guy's name, but my favorite, Jessica Chobot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. Uh, I'm guessing oh, you yeah. have. Okay. Yes, I have. Okay. So uh, I'm going to start with the new season of Expedition Unknown. Uh, it started really, really well. Um, the first episode is about um, going to find more secrets on the um, Omaha Beach incident. The 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 war that that mm-hmm. they were fighting against the Nazis. Yeah. Um, World War Two, saving, saving, yeah, World War Two, saving Pirate Ryan, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it's very interesting because it talks about you know the soldiers going onto the beach, but they're mm-hmm. getting blown up like from somewhere, and they thought they were able to get rid of uh, whatever was in their way, like but motors or like they, mines, like uh, uh, not probably mines, maybe. Okay, but because. Uh, uh, I mean, that attack was kind of like impromptu and mm-hmm. last minute. Yeah. So they didn't really expect the yeah. attack to be coming that way. They expected light and, resistance. Yeah. And the people that were going up to where uh, they thought the mortars were, mm-hmm. they weren't there. They were taken away. Like there, there's a spot for it, yeah. but it looks like they moved it like to somewhere that's more important. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing the attack that uh, the Nazis thought was somewhere else. But realistically, there's another secret that's going on mm-hmm. that we didn't know about until recently. Castle that's what Josh made. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to talk too much. Uh, don't want to spoil too much. But it it's kind of cool to see like what secrets unfold. Yeah. And how, you know, knowing it now is kind of like, oh, whoa. Wow, that, that makes... That changes everything that you thought about the war. I mean, okay, I know World War II was horrible. A lot of people died. It was a lot of yes. you know, str- you know, brave, brave people died trying to fight for freedom. However, goddamn, dude, so so cool that like we're still finding things, you know, seventy years later, eighty years later, and it's yeah, it's, it's some of the stuff is still a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it boggles my mind, but you know, it, it's a good thing that 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 they weren't able to you know, tell people about these history um, and secrets mm-hmm. uh, because it's supposed to be a secret. But, you know, over time, it, when it when the secret's out, it kind of, like, gives you a better understanding and a better story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, I think, that, it, you know, that kind of gives movies more of a bigger picture mm-hmm. so then they can, you know, actually tell a better story. Yeah, Overlord, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, right. so Expe- Expedition X. So the first episode is about the Mothman. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start out by saying it's kind of cool to see, you know, Josh Gates with Jessica, Jessica Chobot and whatever that guy is. Um, <laughs> He's a total animal uh, planet guy. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's kind of cool to see them uh, three together. But Josh doesn't really show up um, with them. Yeah. They're off doing their own thing, and they they would call in on Josh. And a lot of the scenes, I'm gonna tell you right now, it feels like it was forced in a way where it's like not. So is it is know. it kind of it, like it felt a, more scripted? Yeah, is it kind of like a like what Bill Nye does in his new his new Netflix show where he kind of sends out correspondence on the field? Yeah. So, but he's still but he's still in the studio. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of figured as much. It, it mm-hmm. felt very Carmen Sandiego when when I read the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but still cool though. I mean, it, it's it's Josh is only one guy, so he can only travel so much in a year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure the network probably pitched it to him as, "Hey, would you like to do a different show, more focused on the paranormal paranormal aspect, much like his, uh, you know, destination destination truth." Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because a lot of the people that came out of that show. Yeah. went on to do their own show and a lot of those sh- like a lot of the oh, spin-offs it, it were failed. actually pretty good well some of them are pretty good and i'm surprised that they didn't have a second season uh yeah. there's another one factor fake that yeah, one was like i what? like that one i actually like that one it, it was rough at first dude i, I gotta mm-hmm. admit like the, it, mm-hmm. uh, very awkward setups <laughs> yeah because you got chi lan lu from uh, g4 tv i don't know if you remember that yeah yeah but uh yeah th- there's a couple of people that we knew that were like why are they uh, but- i mean the only one i really cared about was jael uh which <laughs> which was from uh destination truth that was like she was like yeah. she was like his producer yeah um, and there was a uh, writer oh yeah writer that's cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> the girl the girl yeah the girl um but yeah no you would, I, I you, were, it out. you would think that you know they're together because they had chemistry on the show too but yeah but no not. they're just they're just buddies yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right Anton. uh so just really quick uh, i checked out the last season of voltron uh mm-hmm. on netflix uh, they only went eight seasons they closed out the story um mm-hmm. but i, I want to keep this very high level uh he voltron is the defender of the universe yeah uh i i you know what, dude? I'm happy the way they were able to expand this little crappy badass show from our childhood mm-hmm. and really give it a full story um, and give it a big epic size that it deserves. Um, yeah, but the name, I, I like how it kind of reminds me of like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. like the the type of humor and the, the the drawing style. Yeah, and it's fun to watch. I like that. I do like that it makes fun of itself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a little spoiler: in season eight, um, they're on Earth and they are. The season starts off with the original animation from the eighties, oh, and okay. and you're kind of you're kind of wondering like what the hell's going on here, uh, <laughs> and then the camera zooms out and it's people watching the show within the cartoon or watching the cartoon <laughs> within the show. <laughs> and I guess like it's supposed to be that all the stuff that the that the paladins have been doing the last couple of years, the stories made their way to Earth. So, so it's a Earth, reenactment of Earth, their it's missions. Re- yeah, it's reenactment. It's a, it's, it's a story. That's for, hilarious. It's a show based wow. on the. But it's funny because like the the girl that plays Pidge, she's watching. She goes, "I don't talk like that. Am I really that nasally?" <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm like oh that's cool like that's a nice little homage to the original show callback i say um it's actually pretty cool but i I mean i liked i liked that they closed it out eight seasons solid story uh i didn't feel really dragged out at any point um Mm -hmm. and i'm glad they they just closed it out they didn't try to push out for another ninth to tenth season all right so voltron has a pretty good ending so let's leave it at that yeah all right let's move on to movies All right, Anton. Uh, I'm trying to think of what. I mean, we are we're in a weird time right now where the 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 new weekend starts today because <laughs> the new releases. Uh, but I'll just give yeah. last weekend's uh numbers. Yeah. Uh, mm. so number one, Birds of Prey with 33 million. 
Number two, Bad Boys for Life with 12 million. Number three. There you go. There you mm-hmm. go. Number three, 1917 with 9.2 million. Number four, Doolittle with 6.5. And number five, Jumanji the Next Level with 5.5 million. All right. So let's talk about a movie that we both saw this week, and that's uh, Birds of Prey. So, okay, we're we talking about Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley of one Harley Quinn. Yes, are we talking the long about title. just are we talking about just Birds of Prey or are we talking about Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey? <laughs> Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Man, right, there's uh, so many different titles for this movie. It's so confusing. What was the Tom, uh, Edge of Tomorrow? And was it a uh, Live Die Repeat? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't make up their damn minds about the, what they wanted to do. Yeah, uh, I mean, really, I think they changed it up just for uh, the sake of of marketing and and mm-hmm. how should call it uh, hashtags. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Birds of Prey. What did you think? Uh, you know what? It was a fun movie. Uh, I will admit, I forgot it was R rated. Mm-hmm. So it, it started off kind of lighthearted. Um, I love the way the movie's style is kind of erratic, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Harley Quinn kind of had a kind of introduces you to that when she starts telling the story and she goes, "No, no, 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 wait, 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 let me do this over again," and she starts over again because she's like she's unstable. So you're being told the story through her eyes, and it's a lot of back and forth. It's it it makes sense in her mind um the goofy captions over certain characters when they get introduced the you know the it's very suicide squad it's suicide when they introduce like each character it's suicide squad but more light it's not as Mm -hmm. intense Mm -hmm. um however the violence is totally r-rated not not gory (laughs) Mm -hmm. but a lot of knees and elbows bending the wrong way um a lot of ball hitting (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, I think that's the one thing that they try to push in this movie is that there's a lot of woman power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, which is funny because I, I, every time like a guy got hit in the balls, I would go like, "Oh my god," I would cringe. And my girlfriend's like, "Is it really that bad?" And then uh, I forgot who, which, who, who Harley hit in the in the vag, uh, but that made my girlfriend flinch. I'm like, "Oh, okay, that one hurts." But <laughs> but but a guy gets in the balls, I can't flinch. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um I do want okay, wow. side 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 story. Uh mm-hmm. well watching this movie, there was a, a dad that brought his what I thought was three kids. Um and I guess they had to seat sit separately because the f- theater was full, so it was only kind of certain seats close to each other, but it wasn't enough for him. Um yeah. turns out he had f- four kids with him. <laughs> Oh, one okay. of those kids was sitting on another one's lap and she was no i swear she couldn't be older than four years old so anytime violence happened on the screen me and my girlfriend would cringe no 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 the little girl was just laughing her ass off which freaked me out <laughs> oh my god! i was like oh god what the hell's going like what is wrong with this dad like i get it's a comic book i guess well not superhero but it's like you know comic book yeah. movie I get it's uh, supposed to be humorous, but goddamn, there's like, again, a lot of violence, a lot of drug use, and people getting their faces ripped off. <laughs> and there's a kid watching it. Yeah. So <laughs> is it bad parenting? Yes. Or is it starting <laughs> your kid young? No, bad parenting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, what are your thoughts on the movie? 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. I thought it was very fun action. Um, a lot of the scenes was uh, awesome. Mm-hmm. But to tell you the truth, I, 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 the story is a little weak for me. It is. Uh, I mean, it's slow at times for the pacing. Uh huh. But it, it's trying to build the characters because there's so many characters. They're trying to, you know, really. Uh, let them shine and i i believe that all the characters do have enough time to shine and that's good mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say a lot of the scenes felt awkward i don't know if you feel that way and i think the only reason why it feels awkward is because um there needs to be another cut to something else because sometimes like the, you would see the actors like acting like improv mm-hmm. and you kind of see them like they held go, it too long. Uh, yeah, they held for too long and they're like, uh, you know, what do I do next? You know, like I'm trying to improv. Yeah. So I felt like a lot of that was in the movie. I'll point out one thing that I kind of felt this movie did oddly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two things. One, you, even though the Joker is not in the movie and even though... It's not about him. With all these gangsters, all these goons, you think you would see at least a group of clowns or like makeup sort of trying to, you know, get on the cash, get on the the reward. Something. Even if it's not against Harley, like against one of the other girls, something. Um, Because, I mean, it's not like Joker's dead. He just broke Mm -hmm. up with her. He's still in the town. He's still the the, villain to be feared. Which they set up in the beginning of the movie that he's the king that nobody can touch anything that he wants. Like you know, he, before before they broke up, nobody can touch Harley Quinn without having to face him. Mm-hmm. Um, where even you and McGregor, McGregor's character couldn't couldn't harm her. Uh, so I yeah. thought that was kind of weird. Um, and two, didn't it feel like like you uh, and McGregor's character was uh, kind of a fill in for the Joker in a sense, like she anything that should be happening w- during the breakup with the joker she was doing with him yeah like all the yeah, yeah all the yeah. drama all the mm-hmm. animosity all the like it, every, it, it was like it was a stand in it's like d- like they could have if if uh um leto's joker was a bigger hit with audiences i think this would have been a good breakup movie with the two of them but yeah. because I think DC realized, oh, Leto's Joker was not popular. Oh, wait, especially now after an Oscar-winning Joker, or potentially Oscar-winning Joker at the time, uh, is coming up soon. Why bring back this bad Joker into the picture? Yeah. Technically, I, I don't think Jared was a bad Joker. I don't say bad. I'm saying was, that he was yeah. uh, uh, poor, poorly received. Not, not the popular guy. Yeah. Poorly received. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wish they gave him a chance, like probably sometime in the future. But uh, yeah, we'll see though. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's that's something that stood out to me. Um, I'll give him a lot of credit for the police station scene. That was a very fun scene. Um, I do wonder why the why she didn't just get shot within five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun as a lot of, which led me to the realization of holy shit, this choreography is amazing. Mm-hmm. Every, they trained a lot. They, they trained a lot for this. They did, and just the the long. It's almost like they took a page out of the Daredevil uh, Netflix show, uh, yep. which is long camera shots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. I I, I give uh, props to Margot Robbie and the other uh, actors and actresses that were in those long yeah. fight scenes. Yeah, I love that scene in the uh, the locker room. The the 
Oh, uh, the, the the evidence room. Yeah, the evidence room. That was oh, pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, I really like that. The baseball uh, bat. Okay. Yeah, the baseball <laughs> bat. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, what would you rate this movie? Uh, I would say four point two five. It was a fun movie, but 4. B plus. 25. B B okay. B plus around there, so that's four point two five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a three point seven. Yeah, I think somewhere I was hovering. Yeah. I was hovering between B minus B B plus or B. Uh, yeah, B. Um, yeah, I mean it's a fun movie, but you're right, it has it has its, its gaps. But um, mm-hmm. definitely should be making more money than it, than it has so far. Yeah, but I I think you know DC is on the right path. Yeah. And speaking of DC, I get, I just got to throw this out there. Uh, there is a new oh. clip. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, the camera test, right? Yeah, camera test. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, I like the suit. I'm digging the suit. And uh he actually looks pretty good. Uh they they kind of have a co- the, the the again going back to Daredevil, the Daredevil combat feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I, I love the suit. Um I yeah, it's in our at the two O C on social media, net, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Check out the picture. Uh, yeah, I like I like how the, the Batman logo it seems like there's two uh like knives, bed right? rings. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like knives, bed rings. Yeah. Yeah, like a, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. No, I, I I like it. Um that doesn't help that it's red lighting. <laughs> yeah. For the whole Daredevil <laughs> comparison. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, check out the pictures. It's very I mean even the video is like what, 10 seconds, 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. short. It's just a quick pan. All right, Anton, I know you wanted to get my thoughts on this one. You talked about it last time. Uh yes. Parasite uh yes the uh, big oscar winner is it the best movie of 2019 yes um and uh, it's good because it's it's a long burn it's consistent burn you don't really i didn't really feel any any low points it's it hits you to a certain spot and just levels you and just keeps you that way throughout the end of the movie until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was interesting. And I, I got to say, the the sister's uh, very cute. <laughs> <laughs> sister's cute. Okay. She, uh, she's in a lot of movies, I think. Yeah. yeah she's in a lot of movies. Yeah. Also- oh, and, and I think uh, uh, your, your, your girlfriend probably said something about her because uh, she was in one of the shows that she watched. Um, I think she it's did. called Goblin. I think she did. Um, yeah. I I gotta want say something though. What's with Koreans and the weird age differences? Weird age differences. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, do they not find it creepy? You know, a guy, not just in college, but like late college years, hitting and making out with a high school girl, which is probably like seventeen, sixteen. Uh huh. That's not weird. <laughs> that that is weird that's okay. not supposed to happen okay okay good <laughs> all right yeah that's not supposed to happen okay but in this they're trying to make it uncomfortable for people to watch yeah and uh yeah i think that's the thing about this movie is sometimes you feel comfortable watching it and sometimes you're like what is going on you know what and that's what keeps you watching it and it kind of gives you like it teases uh, like, you. It, it it gives you little things that you make makes you think it's gonna be one thing and it goes. Uh, I'll spoil one yeah. thing. Uh, I started to overthink uh, when I can't remember the main the main character's name. Um, when he said the same thing that his friend said before he left about him wanting to make it official with the daughter when she got to university. Mm-hmm. It's like the, his exact wording was the same. So I'm like, is 
is the daughter the the <clears throat> like the monster or like the, the 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 bad person here like like what's going on here like i i start to overthink that so i think that's something that this movie does well as it plants little seeds mm-hmm. um and then when you feel i say you put your guard you, you put your guard down you question should you put your guard down yeah yeah dude this like you, you gotta watch like some of the uh the youtube um videos of dissecting the whole entire movie yeah because like there's a lot of hidden messages in this movie oh yeah yeah like uh one thing that a lot of people pointed out was whenever they talked about the poor people yeah they they always have to pan the camera down they're always under yeah uh yeah and, and like like for example like the overhead when, shots when overhead shots yeah and uh like when that when it when it was his first time going to the house to tutor yeah he had to go uphill yeah and then when he needed to go home he needs to go downhill yeah uh yeah i didn't i didn't catch that until the scene where the flooding happened and the the shot overhead hung there for a while and i saw that that the dog swimming yeah uh that's when i kind of realized oh i see what they're doing here (laughs) yeah (laughs) and even the basement too like because they had to go down yeah I don't know, yeah, that's freaking like that, how, that how is deep is that? <laughs> yeah. So, and another thing is they also talked about, you know, the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, yeah, the Puritans came in. Yeah. yeah. And they had that scene where that the, the old man, the dad, uh-huh. was playing an Indian, yeah. you know, for, for the party. Yeah. And that had a lot of very thoughtful things, you know, to have so much meaning yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. Like I don't know. You you should check out some of the the, the cool stuff that people really dissect into. Mm-hmm. Stuff like I'm like, whoa. Okay, I didn't see that. Probably if I watch it again, I'll catch something else. So yeah, I think that's the thing about this movie that really hits home is uh, people can relate to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love the the oh, I love the obs- obscurity or uncertainty the ending tries to leave you with which i don't Mm -hmm. buy but i think that's i mean which there's two ways to look at it and either way i'm happy with it Mm -hmm. um i won't say what it is but i think that's i think that's something he did a good job with um definitely not a predictable ending um Mm -hmm. the last 30 minutes is definitely what the fuck is going on (laughs) yeah yeah dude again it it almost has a paranormal feel to it when there but but there's nothing to suggest it other than your own uh a random thought about it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i I thought 1917 was going to win because of the technicality yeah. of the directing and the way that the, the, the story was told. It, it, everything was so solid. But I think Parasite brings a different dynamic mm-hmm. to filmmaking because uh, you're watching something that is un, very unexpected mm-hmm. and it's a roller coaster, really. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the twists. And the meanings of things in this movie that really makes it a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, definitely giving Parasite four point eighty five A plus. It's wow. That's well, four point nine. What am I doing? Four point nine. Yeah, that's four point nine. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I concur. Okay. It's a four point nine. All right. It's a very solid movie. Yeah. All right, uh, and we're running along, so I'm just gonna. We had Bad Boys Two, Jumanji. Uh, I get both of those. Let's say four point five. That's solid. Solid A minus. 
mm-hmm. Bad Boys Two is a great. Oh, Bad Boys Two, Bad, Bad Boys Three, <laughs> Bad Boys Three, <laughs> uh, Bad Boys for Life. Uh, it's a it's a great great revival of the franchise. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's Alan Flora's favorite movie, right? It, Instant it, favorite. I mean Vanessa Hudgens, man. Uh, she's rocking that hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a funny cast, even the the, the newer editions. Uh, and it. God damn, did I not have anxiety throughout that movie? Because uh, mm-hmm. it was obvious that they were not holding back. Uh, what once once certain 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 things happen, you're kind of like, well, fuck, what the hell? What else is gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> did you see the cameos? Uh, there was two cameos that 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 was in there. I don't know if you spotted them. Which ones? I saw this like two weeks ago, so it's kind of not fresh in my okay, mind. Okay, so the first one was Jerry Bruckheimer. Okay, I didn't see that one. And then second second one was um, Michael Bay. I saw Michael Bay. <laughs> you saw Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer's in one of them. It. It's funny. Also, D- DJ Khaled. Yeah. So random. Yeah, I think it was in the last movie, wasn't he? Uh, no, 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 no. That was so, that was way before Khaled was was popular. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. actually, one, one more thing before uh, for Birds of Prey. Going back to uh, Ali Wong, such a random role for her. No, I think they're setting up for the future because I mean she's playing, you know. Um, Did um, they say her name? One of the characters from District. Okay, yeah, yeah it's DA. I gotta look. Mm-hmm. I gotta think. Catwoman. I don't know. Uh, I I gotta brush up my Batman mythology again. All right. Anyways, uh, no, I I was saying it was a random character because there was no humor. There's no like real sarcasm. There's no like everything that you would know Ali Wong for. Comedy, like comedy, sarcasm, something you know, she didn't, she didn't have it here. Yeah, she didn't really deliver any punches for comedy in this one. Yeah, no. so I thought it was kind of a weird role for her. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, and then finally, uh, Jumanji two. Oh, Jumanji, I keep doing that. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the jungle. Technically, it's Jumanji three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Uh, was it welcome to the jungle? No, it's not. It's next level. Next level. Next level. Yeah. Do you know what, dude? I'm tired. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's late. It is late. It is late. Uh, two o'clock for me. Yeah. Uh, great, yeah. great uh, sequel to the previous one. Uh, they kept the laughs going. I love that they they knew that the audience had the other Jumanji movie somewhat fresh in their minds, so they didn't like hold up the movie to explain the rules of the game. They kind of did a mm-hmm. quick, like it, almost almost like in video games, the whole uh, "This is how you do this. Do you want to do a tutorial or do you want to just skip it? Skip." <laughs> I think that's the thing with Sony, though they know what to do. Yeah, yeah, because that they did that for Spider-Man too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, not too, but like Spider-Man. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so I, I, I love to do this. Like, and and they, they tweaked it a little bit, and then yeah. that little knot at the end, which I, you can tell they're setting up for another sequel there. Yeah. So you stayed around for that? Yeah, I did. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that last scene. Oh my god, I, I don't really know what to say. Uh, I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. Yep. All right, Anton. Uh, if people want to be excited for helping us, how can they do that? <laughs> uh, they can do that by going to our website at www.the2c.com and uh, maybe buy some stickers, T-shirts, and maybe a hat. Uh, and if there was something that we talked about on the show or anything that was posted on our social media, uh, any of the links takes them to Amazon and it gives us a little kickback. Uh, were you trying to set me up for that one? Because I really didn't pick that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can also go to at the 2LC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook uh, to see the latest posts, uh, news, updates for the podcast, 
uh, or even there's a little email and, and call button if you want to get a hold of us. Um, but if you don't have Instagram, you can go to mail at the 2OC.com and you know, give us your thoughts. What do you think about these movies? Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. underrated, overrated? What do you mm-hmm. think? All right. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the 2OC. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can use it on your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or mp3 player if you have one of those old ones uh so alan gave me a extra copy that i already bought mm-hmm. ride of a lifetime mm-hmm. so i highly recommend listening to that if you don't have the book oh yeah it's a good read uh good stories in there too mm-hmm. um i still finished it but I, I i'm sucked into it yeah bob Iger is a very good storyteller i mean it's almost like he he's head of a corporation that's known for storytelling <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> both both True. in television and movies fictional and sports mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah dude all right uh i think that's it right am i missing anything yep that's it all right uh for the 2 i c i'm al flores and i'm anton duol see you guys see you guys